0: Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell O'Gaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. The assignment that God has given to you, what is His value? Praise God. There is something God has called you to do. There is something that God has placed on your life to do for his burden. There is something that God has placed on your life to do. Either serving your pastor or serving the local church. What is the worth of your call? What's the value? You know, most times we don't think of it and we take it lightly. We think it's like, yeah, it's just normal. I'm a pastor. But you know something that Paul said? He said, not many who are noble are called. He says, not many who are rich are called. He says, not many of high rank standing, if you read the message translation, are called. says, but God has chosen the weak things of this world to reveal his strength. And God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. What's the worth of your call? If many of us today were to be called because of our natural abilities, many of us would not make it. If many of us were to be called because of our educational abilities, many of us would not make it. If many of us are to be called because of our oratory skills, our ability to communicate, we will not have made it. The worth of your call is the grace of God. The grace of God is the blood of Jesus. What is the worth of your call? What is the worth of that assignment? Even if you are called into the ministry of herbs to serve a man or to serve the local church, you would realize that God is putting you there because there is something he has called you to do because there's something that needs to be accomplished. What is the worth of your call? What is the worth of your call? A man was called By God, and he chose other things rather than following God, chose his possessions. And another man by the name of Moses was called, and the scripture says, When he saw that which was invincible, he walked away from the treasures of Egypt, he walked away from the opportunity to become the Pharaoh of Egypt. To follow God's people in the desert. What did Moses see? What was the worth of that call that Moses saw? That made him to walk away from the palace of Pharaoh. And for him to go stay in the wilderness. And he considered it more noble. What is the worth of your call? When you see your friends driving big cars... When you see your friends living in big houses, when you see your friends sending their children to very expensive schools, I mean that's all possible by the grace of God. But do you at that time despise your call? Just want to exhort you tonight. What's the value? What's the worth? That assignment on your life, what's the worth? That ministry you're occupying, the helps ministry, the job you're doing, the call, the church you've planted, how do you really value it? What's the worth of your call? Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11, the scripture says, and he gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors, teachers and pastors. Not everybody, Some. Some, not everybody. Not everybody. Come on, are you, are you paying attention to this? Not everybody. Song. you are part of that song. You're part of that song. But do you see it that way? Do you value it that way? Or do you see yourself because you don't have a good canal? That means there's nothing good about you. Or because you're not known around the world? Or because not, your books are not in millions of languages? Would you despise? What God has put on your life. If everybody despised your call. Would you despise it also? If nobody values your call. Would you not value it also? What is the call? What is. The worth of your call. Many times, we don't value spiritual things. After man fell, his value for spiritual things began to reduce. What's the worth of your call? What's the worth of your call? What's the worth of your your assignment? How much is it worth? how much is it worth? What did Paul see in his call that made him to count everything he had earned in the natural to be done? What did Paul see? He says, I'll count all but done for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ. He was a Hebrew of the Hebrew, trained in the best school, had everything in this world. What's the worth of your call? What is the worth of your call? You've been called to serve. Do you think it's worth it? Do you think it's worth your diligence? If we know the value of our call, diligence will become a second nature. Because this thing has to do with the destinies of men. This thing has to do with the eternal destinies of men and the souls of men. This thing has to do with men coming back into the kingdom of God. What is the worth of your call? What's the worth of the assignment? What is the worth of that call when God calls you to a city and say plant a church? What's the worth? Do you see it? Do you see it that way? Do you see it that way? What does ministry mean to people? This thing is not about us making a name. This is not this is not about us becoming famous. This is not even us becoming, it's it's not about us becoming rich. It's about helping men to find Christ. Come on, I said it's about helping men to find Christ. It's God calling us from nothing and saying, I will put my word in your mouth. In Jeremiah chapter 1, the Lord spoke to Jeremiah and said this, Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. And Jeremiah said, ah Lord, I'm a youth, I cannot speak. And God says, do not say you are a youth. There's something I've put in your life that's more valuable. There's something I've put in your life that's valuable. You know, sometimes I look at people that the Lord has called to sing in the house of God. And I see how trivialized, they trivialize that gift because they don't think it's worth anything. They don't think it's worth anything. So they play with it. They're not diligent with it. But realize something. When Elijah wanted to prophesy, he says, bring me the minstrel, let him play. And as the minstrel played, the scripture says, the heavens opened and God's servant began to prophesy. What about if a singer would tell himself or herself and say, Lord, I want to come to this realm that when I hold the mic and when I sing, there will be an open heaven over the congregation that is undeniable. I don't just want to know the lyrics. I want to carry the presence. I don't just want to know the lyrics. I want to carry the presence. What about if a minister would say, touch my lips with the coal of fire? What's the worth of your call? Would you pay the price? Would you pay the price? Would you pay the price to read a bit more? Would you pay the price to pray some more? Would you pay the price to concentrate some more? Will you pay the price to study some more? To stretch yourself some more? Would you give yourself wholly to the call? What's the worth of the call? Why didn't God call everybody? Why didn't God call your father? Some of you came from homes where nobody is serious about God. Why do you think God planted that desire in your heart to be serious about God? What's the worth of your call? What's the worth of your call? God has called you to serve him. Why Why don't you take him serious? Why don't you take him serious? Why don't you take him serious? Let me read a couple of scriptures to you. Go with me everyone. Isaiah chapter 49. And verse 6. Isaiah chapter 49. Let's read from verse 5. Come on everybody. Isaiah 49 verse 5. And now says the Lord. Who formed me from the womb to be his servant. He formed me from the womb to be his servant. To bring Jacob back to him. So that Israel might be gathered to him. For I am honored in the sight of the Lord And my God is his strength He says I'm honored in the sight of God That means when God calls you into the ministry God calls you into an honorable office He says I'm honored In the sight of God I might not be honored in the sight of men Come on somebody I may not be honored in the sight of society But in this call I'm honored in the sight of God Isaiah chapter 49 I'm honored in the sight of God God is going to do Incredible things in our lives He's going to use us for his glory Isaiah 49 verse 5. And now says the Lord who formed me from the womb to be his servant. He formed me from the womb to be his servant. I might not have made all the right decisions in my life, but God formed me for a purpose that I will be his servant. Not the servant of men, but his servant. To bring Jacob back to him, to bring men back to him. And so that Israel might be gathered unto him. Our call is to gather men back to God. Our call is to gather men back to himself. But I like the next time It says, for I am honored in the sight of the Lord. And my God is my strength. This call is a call of honor. It's a call of honor. It's a call of honor. to call of honor do you think so do you think so come on do you think so even though you don't have a car right now do you actually think you are honorable even though you can't pay your children's school fees right now do you actually think God has honored you by calling you do you think so even though things are tough, can you, like Jacob says, I am honored in the sight of God, not in the sight of men? Do you think so? That out of everybody in your local church, God puts a desire in your heart to serve your local church as a minister of helps, as a volunteer. God puts a desire in your hands to lift up the hands of your pastor like Aaron and Or. Do you think that that's not precious? Why are ministers... Throwing away their callings and becoming politicians. Like Jacob, they cannot say I'm honored in the sight of God. They don't think it's honorable enough. Why are people throwing away the call? And throwing away the grace of God? And wasting the anointing of God? And wasting the presence of God? And wasting the grace that God has put upon their life? Paul says the grace of God of my life was not in vain. Why are people making the grace of God in vain? They don't consider this scripture that they are honored in the sight of God. Look at the next line, verse 2. He says, he says, It is too small a thing that you should be my servant. Is it a light thing? Is it a small thing? Do you think that this this is just a small thing, that you will be my servant? Do you think this is a small thing? To raise up the tribes of Jacob. And to restore the preserved ones of Israel. I will also make you a light of the nations. So that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. How come God wants to send his salvation to the ends of the earth? There are 7 billion people in the world. He thinks of no one. But he decided to choose you. God wants to reach a community. God wants to reach a village you and sends you there and yet you don't think that's honorable enough yet you don't think that's okay just because you don't have a car just because you don't have some money in your bank account and you despise the opportunity to serve the king of kings and the lord of lords you despise the opportunity to serve and to work and to labor and to pour your heart out for the king of glory what's the worth of your call If we we want to put this thing in monetary values, what will be the worth of it? May God, may God give us grace to value the call. May God give us grace to value the anointing. May God give us the grace to value the sacredness of this assignment. May God give us grace to value the sacredness of this assignment. May May God give us grace. 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 May we not be those who despise grace? That we value the sacredness of this assignment. He said, is it a life thing that I'll call you as my servant? To send you as a light to the nations. And that through you I will spread my salvation to the ends of the earth. Is it a life thing? Is it a life thing? May God give us a generation again that would value the call of God. May God give us a generation again that would value that the opportunity God gives to us to sing, the opportunity God gives to us to lead His children in prayers, the opportunity God gives to us to teach His children and mentor His children is an invaluable opportunity that cannot be bought with money, that cannot be bought with fame, that cannot be bought with prestige, but it's only available and made possible by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. May God give us the hearts To recognize that we are a product of his grace. May God give us, may God give us that grace. Is it a life thing? One of the things I'm praying daily in my life is may God, may God help me not to despise spiritual things. May God help me to see the true worth of spiritual things, the true value. Now, when I'm working with one person, I'm training one person, I'm teaching one person, I'm praying with one person, the eyes of my understanding will be enlightened, that I can see and know that this is important to God. Is it a life thing that you're called a servant of God? One of the greatest opportunities that God will give us in this life is to give us the opportunity to serve his servants. When they were remembering Elisha They said there is Elisha The one who poured water In the hands of Elijah Come on is somebody here tonight What is the worth Of our calling In Hebrews chapter 12 Verse 2 the scripture says For the joy that was set before him He endured the sufferings of the cross He knew the worth of that call To become a redeemer and a savior He knew the worth of that call To become a redeemer and a savior And he endured the sufferings. If we know the worth of our call, we will endure persecutions. If we know the worth of our call, it will not matter if if men mock us. Because we know that in the sight of God we are honored. Come on, is somebody with me tonight? What's the worth of your call? What's the worth of your call? I see today many ministers trying to get get into, involved in a lot of things. To show the society that we are not lazy. To show the society that we are not this. We are trying to seek the approval of men. What is the word of your call? God saw those competent people before he called you. He saw your intelligent brother before he called you. God saw your intelligent sister before he called you. He saw people who studied medicine and engineering and all of those things. But he looked at you that it looks like you have not even finished your education. And he placed his anointing on you and placed his grace on your life. What's the worth of your call? For some are called. Some are called. What's the worth? Every opportunity to serve God is an opportunity to be grateful. We rather burn, we rather spend and be spent for the sake of the gospel. Men are spent for many things. Yeah, men are spent for many things. Men are spent for many things. Men are laboring for many things. Don't despise the call. Come on, don't despise the call. Esau saw his bed tried for a morsel of bread. And the scriptures say he wept bitterly to recover it. Don't lose an opportunity to serve God. Labor. Labor. You may not be able to do many things in this life, but the one thing God has called you to do, do it with all your heart. Pray some more. Study some more. Give some more. Sow some more. Don't allow discouragement into your soul. What's the worth of your call? See, is he a life thing that I'll call you as my servant? And give you as a light to the Gentiles. And send you as my salvation to the ends of the earth. God found a city that needed help and he sent you there. Is it a light thing that God will release you as an ambassador to that village that you are? To that city that you are? There is a crisis somewhere and God releases you. There are teenagers somewhere and God sends you. There's an opportunity to sing somewhere and God say, go. Is it a light thing that you are my servant? If many of us here today were given opportunity to serve the president of this country, our families would rejoice. Hmm? Charles Hontine Taylor, in his old age, he called for missionaries. He says, will there be more missionaries to go to China and tell them of the love of Christ in a big hall filled with young men and filled with people no one gave themselves. And this man was Nearing the end of his life. And he says, take me to China. Let me die on the seashores of China. i rather be buried there and die there. So that at the end of the day, China will know that at least one man loved them enough to come back and die there. What's the worth of your call? What's the worth of your call? John G. had missionaries in South Africa. Supplies were thought. Of, and these people, there was no food. He gathered them together and said, I think we need to stop this mission. There's nothing. And the men consulted themselves one by one and came back to him and said, we're ready to die. We're ready to die. We're ready to die. The one thing we need from you, don't send us back. But leave us here. Saints, Christianity didn't come to us on the platter of compromise. Christianity came to us on the blood of men. It came to us on the sacrifice of men. It came to us because men laid down their lives. It came to us because women laid down their lives. Some women forsook marriage for the gospel. It's not because they didn't have feelings. It's not because they were not sexy. But they felt that was the worth. They felt that was the sacrifice. We're not doing these things because we're rich. We are doing them because we have seen the worth, And we say, Lord, if you will give us an opportunity to gather your servants, we will put everything we have into it. To train your soldiers. To have more men trained in the forces. A nation does not, does not cut budget when it's training its soldiers. Because the integrity of a nation, the territorial integrity of a nation, is dependent on the armed forces of that nation. And that's my philosophy in ministry. To pour into the servants of God because it's not a light thing that the Lord would gather his servants together and say you have an opportunity to train them. To speak into their life. What's the worth of your call? You know the first day we walked into this camp that's the question God asked me. If you remember some of you in that night I started talking about this. And you also remember that tonight again many people are not here when you are still hearing this message what's the worth of your call? That's the question God asked me. What's the worth? What does this thing mean to you? I said, God, everything. Everything. Nothing. Everything. And I tell you, I tell you with my whole heart, spirit, soul, and body, nothing matters to me in this world. Nothing. I don't care. I mean, I say it all the time. I don't care if I don't drive a car anymore. I don't care. See, there, see it's not easy that the Lord will call you. You can't pay for this thing. You know, some of you that sing, you don't know the worth of what God has given to you because you can't sing. See this simple song wanted to sing, I had to ask God's power. Look for somebody to sing it. Because I can sing it and actually dispel the anointing and disperse the anointing. And that's the truth. That's the truth. The anointing of God can be in a place. And in your zeal, you carry your voice and the anointing is lifted. We have to find men that God has chosen and God has given gifts and God has given voice. And say, help us here so we can maintain this thing that is in the atmosphere. That's not a life thing. That's not a life thing. We have to beg men, help us sing. This is what is in our hearts. But God hasn't given us the voice to, to enhance the anointing. Because just as a man sang and demons left Saul, a man played and demons left Saul, a man sang and the heavens were open. So people can sing and demons can come. And people can sing and the heavens can be closed. That's why you cannot be singing for God and listening to secular songs. Because you cannot dispel the anointing and inhale demons. What's the word of your call? Understand today that we are not making sacrifices for the kingdom. This is not a sacrifice. How will men enter Africa without Google map? And go and plant churches. Your wife cannot communicate with you. John G. Lake's wife died out of exhaustion. What made that woman to die? Cooking for people who were getting born again. She cooked and cooked and cooked and cooked and cooked. And tiredness and weariness. Today we have gas cookers. Today we have fast food. And yet you say we are being persecuted for righteousness sake. What's the worth of your call? What's the worth? What is it worth? Is it worth your consecration? Why do you have time for television? You don't have time for the word. What's the worth what of your call? You have time for many things. You don't have time for the scriptures. What's the worth of your call? We're talking a story in our room Yesterday night, about someone came to China. Uh, 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 China, a pastor came from America, came to China to preach. Distributed Bibles, and one woman close to to this woman, she didn't have a Bible. And the woman took her Bible and gave to to the next woman there. He said, "Why are you doing that?" She Say she has memorized the scriptures, and this one doesn't have it. And when the man was living, the Chinese brethren said, we want you to pray for us that we will be like you. The man said, no. We want to be like you. What's the worth? Do you think that really what God has placed in your life is dependent on monthly salary from your headquarters? Do you think that's it? Do you think that's it? Do you think that's worth fighting over? What about if God sends you to a village? How do we interpret the call of God? What's the worth? What's the worth? If God calls you, you see, (laughs) let's read the scripture. 1 Kings chapter 19. 1 Kings chapter 19. As we study the scripture, you realize a man wanted to send a message. He wanted to run and go and give a message. Was running, he didn't have a message. (laughs) And he was killed. Because he wanted, see he wanted to give a message, yet a message was not given to him. And you, a message has been given to you, you don't want to run. Where people without messages are running. You that has a message, you don't want to run. Because you don't consider the message to be anything. You that have a gift, you don't want to run. Hmm? Look at our society. Caught boys, seizing everywhere. Kidnapping. Hmm? People messed up. Teenagers messed up. And God is counting on us. Because he can't do this job himself. He's asking you, what do you want to do about this thing? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? What's the worth of your call? You know, sometimes, I mean, I thank God for all of you here. You know, sometimes I say, let people register for these meetings. And then people start saying all kinds of things. And you ask them how much they pay for Forex training so they can make money. So much thousands of naira just to learn Forex. That's the worth of their call. You don't think it's okay. To come and learn in a place like this. It's too expensive, and God is saying, "Is that what is worth? Is that what is worth?" Look at the diligence. I've seen pastors. There's nothing wrong. I'm just. uh, I've seen pastors who do forex trading, stay on the internet for hours, watching Bitcoin, watching Bitcoin Ah, trade is going down. Trade eh, trade is going down. Buy, sell, buy, sell. Hours on the internet. Yeah, those people won't do hours of prayer. They won't do hours of studying the word. I'm asking you tonight one simple question. What's the worth of your call? What's the value in your eyes? Like Esau, would you sell it away for a morsel of bread? Would you, would you trade it? Esau told himself one thing. He says, what is this petriac worth to me? But you know, by the time he realized this worth, by the time he realized this worth, scripture says he sought it with tears, but he could not find it. You know, by the time Judas realized what he had done to Jesus, he took the money and said, here's your money. They said, no, it's money you wanted, you can have it. And he hung himself. How do you start out as a disciple of Jesus and end up as someone committing suicide? You walked to this man for three and a half years. You held his money, you ate his food. He taught you. You saw miracles. But he didn't consider it anything. He didn't feel being a disciple of Jesus. Oh, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. What's the worth of your call? This message is going to go far. It will go far because it's going to reawaken the giants of God that are sleeping. It's going to reawaken the men of God that are sleeping. It's going to reawaken souls. It's going to wake. It's going to. People are going to hear this message and answer the call to full time ministry. People are going to hear this message and the gift of God and the talents of God and the abilities of God on their inside is going to be stirred. What's the worth of your call? What is the worth of your call? If you know the worth, discipline will become natural. 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 19 to 21. So he departed from there and found Elisha the son of Shaphat, While he was plying with 12 pairs of oxen before him and he with the 12th and elijah passed over to him and threw his mantle on him if you understand church history you will not a man for a man to have 12 yokes of oxen. he was not a small man it was not even a poor man look at what he said he left the oxen and ran after elijah and said please let me kiss my father and my mother then i'll follow you the man knew the implication of the mantle he was not saints, he wasn't saying he's was going to kiss his father and his mother and let us send them WhatsApp. It was a final kiss. Because he did not know if he was going to return that way anymore. He was saying goodbye. He was saying goodbye to father. He was saying goodbye to family. Because he's about to answer a call. He saw the worth of his call and he made the marks. What is the worth of your call? What is the worth of your call? look at what he said. And he said to him, Go back again for what have I done to you? Verse 21, So he returned from following him and took the pair of oxen and sacrificed them and built their flesh with the implement of the oxen and gave it to the people and they ate. Then he arose and followed Elijah and ministered to him. Do you realize at this point, at this point, he did not even know that he would take over from Elisha. God did not tell him, you are the prophet, I'm ordaining. God just told him, come and serve. Just serve. The man says he sacrificed them. That word, sacrifice. Sacrifice. is what we don't want to hear in this generation. We don't want to sacrifice comforts. We don't want to sacrifice time. We don't want to sacrifice money. We will do ministry. Let it be comfortable. We will do ministry. Let it please my flesh. I will study when I'm not feeling sleepy. I will pray when I'm not tired. I will read when I'm not tired. There's no sacrifice. He said at about the age of 70 to 80, Charles, Charles Wesley was still riding horseback, 800 miles to go and preach. Still writing books. Still reading books. John Wesley told the students of his ministry at college, he said, either you read or get out of the ministry. Men without light wrote volumes. Men without lights. Men without inverter and converter and power banks. Wrote volumes, wrote books. knee, wrote books from prison. Some he lettered with his blood. Paul says, bring to me the parchments. Bring them. I still need to write. I still need to write. What's the word of your call? They threw a man into the isle of Patmos. Instead of the man to be concerned about his life, he penned 21 chapters of Revelation. White beast will be feasting on him, and he will be writing, What thou seest write. What's the worth of your call? The king told Daniel, If you stop praying, we'll throw you into the lion's den. Daniel said, Lions eating my flesh is not compared to stopping my prayer time. I'd rather keep my prayer time and be eating. The worth of his prayer time, that was his worth. What's the worth of your prayer time? What's the worth of your prayer time? What's the worth of your call? You can hear a message like this, and consecration will be birthed. Without continuity, there are no everlasting changes. He sacrificed them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Sacrifice. The Bible says he sacrificed the oxen, used the wood to boil the meat, and gave everybody to eat. It dissolved (laughs) everything that was a hope to him. And he says, listen, I'll follow you. When he followed Elijah, he didn't follow Elijah to become a prophet. He followed Elijah to pour water on his hands. How do you burn your business to attend to a man? How do you bond your business to attend to a man? That's why when Elijah was supposed to go and he says, I've not received what I'm serving for. Elijah said, go back. He says, I'm not going. I'll follow you. The sons of the prophets who like to follow with comforts taking prophet 101, prophet 202, writing notes, they said, don't you know your master will be taken away from you today? People in school are saying headmaster will be taken and they are announcing it. They are not even concerned that, okay, if this man is taken, who will teach us? They say, no, he will be taken away. Don't you know he will be taken? That's to them, it was just academics. If we don't graduate, I have something to do. And Elijah said, go back. He says, I'm not going as long as the Lord liveth." And he says, if you see me go, if you can see me go, if you can press beyond the Jordan, There are many rivers to cross for the anointing. There are many rivers to cross for the anointing. If you will be anointed, there are rivers to cross. Rivers of consecration. Rivers of dedication. If you will be anointed. Let me tell you. We have already given our life to Christ. We are already born again. This world, we can't make a mark anymore in this world. Why not make it for Christ? Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can't beat your friends in promiscuity. You can't beat the prostitute out there. You can't beat David o in singing all his songs. Why not? In this one, why not make a mark? Why not choose? That when they look at you, they will also say, listen, we can't beat those ones in their Christianity. They said about Daniel, we will not find anything to hold him back except he has to do with his God. Even the magicians agreed. They agree that this one's consecration. There's no two ways about it. What's the worth of your call? He bond his oxen. What are you waiting to sacrifice? What's left? What are you holding on to? Hmm? This life, there's nothing to it. Are you hearing? There's nothing. I'll tell you the truth. There's nothing. You see this thing called money? There's nothing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's nothing. Tonight, God will stir fire in our heart. It will burn. <laughs> it will burn. It will burn. It will burn. It will burn. The one thing you will see this village boy doing all his life is what he's doing right now. I will burn in my very last breath. I will burn in my very last breath. Nothing touches the ministry. Nothing. No devil in hell. There's no compromise. There's nothing sweetening and interesting me that will make me trade this thing for nothing. Nothing. I don't want anything. May God keep giving us opportunities to train his soldiers. It's not a light thing. It's not a light thing. If God says work with your pastor, it's not a light thing. He has something in mind for you. He has something in mind for you. If God says serve, keep serving. He has something in mind for you. Can we be on our faith?